conversations with a friend that I wish could never end. That are just a door that opens to an endless sky. So we open our eyes and write the dead writer's talk. Welcome back to another episode of the Dead Writers Talk. As usual, I'm your host, Jess, and thanks for joining me. This week's episode is a follow-up to last week's, and we'll be talking about representation in the writing community. We've got Emma and Avery back again for this one. Welcome back, guys. Hi. Hi. Because once is never enough. I mean, come on. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I have to go through this twice, obviously. <laughs> How does it? No one knows. Yeah, no one knows. I don't even know it. It's a mystery. One of life's biggest mysteries, you know? It's the eighth wonder. See, I was going to say that, but then I was like, is it? Is it a wonder? I um, guess. It is. It really is. Yep. We're going to get into it. You, uh, you, you all know what it's like. We talk about things. Things go off the rails. We talk about things again. So yeah, sit back and enjoy the chaos of another recording. So today, representation in the writing community. We're going to go over kind of... The representation of minority groups in the actual writing community itself, how it affects writers that want to publish, what can be done to improve the representation by the industry, and what can be done to improve the representation within the writing community. Kind of a little mini overview for you all. We're going to go into it, and it'll be great. And we're not going to need to remind anyone of the definition of any word, right? She's giving me a look. She's giving me a look. Everyone's <laughs> giving me a look. It's so great. All right, we're going to go into it before I'm threatened once again. Representations of minorities. Let's go for general thoughts and opinions of how minority groups of writers are represented in the actual writing community itself and the literary industry. You could ask a question. I probably won't have the answer to it, but... That, that is always an option. Um, but sure. All right, so... It is no secret that simply looking a couple years back, a couple of decades, maybe a few centuries, um, representation within the writing community was practically non-existent. I feel, okay, I'm going to go with a well-known name because people will kind of start to like understand what century we're talking about, um, but Oscar Wilde, I feel like he was one of the key moments of when modern contemporary literature started to kind of take a turn towards, oh, okay, maybe we're not all the same. Um, because before that, there was, there was like a big understanding of people's differences, and some of these were showcased in the writing at times, but within the writing community itself, it was pretty tight-knit. And even today, um, of course, it's not to that degree, but within the publishing community, within editors, beta readers, any writing platform or group, even authors themselves, it's still kind of closed off. And although there is representation, it is sometimes a, a real feat um, to be from a minority and really get yourself out there because, as always, things are sadly not as equal as we would expect. Not even to even mention equality or equity. Both, both are kind of like air. But yeah, it's, it's on the incline. It's on the increase. Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> so eloquent I am. <laughs> she really is. She's an icon. Exactly. The real, re- real understanding of the definition of some words. Um, no, but like, I, I get it. I get it. I definitely think there's more of it now, um, which 
is so, so important. So one thing that we talked about in regards to seeing representation from authors and kind of tying this back to our last episode um, where we talked about representation in books, they can, I feel like usually can come in hand in hand due to the fact that the literary industry is in fact an industry based around marketability and what books they think will sell. Um, one thing you'll have to take into note is what media, specifically in this instance, books are people consuming. And so if you're, if they're not seeing certain works being involving that have representation either in the books or by certain authors, they might not decide to publish it um, because it's, they're not gonna pro they don't think they're going to profit. Um, they think they're still going to wind up in a deficit, um, which I feel like is why you see, in my experience, from different things I've consumed, I feel like more broader representation sometimes in, like, the self-published trajectory where the authors themselves kind of have that control and be and have the ability to be like, okay, let's stick it to the man and prove the industry wrong that, oh, hi, there are people who want to consume this. Because when you, the negative impact of this is when the industry doesn't, open up and publish stories and authors who have things to say to the world, you never know when you might be snuffing out someone's creative bite by your own intolerance or inflexibility. No, I'm, I'm A, mega proud, but two, you said so much, like, so wise. You said that, I was like, wow. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's yes. the only way I know how to say. I'm like, yes, yes. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> exactly. I feel touching on one of the many things Avery said, and I will probably touch on more in like a couple seconds. All right, so taking up one of the points that Avery said, and trust me, I'll probably do more of these because she said so, so, so many relevant things. Um, I feel like people go into a writing community or several reasons, but I feel a large part of them, at least concerning representation, is either because of the lack of representation and they're like, you know what? We gotta do better. I can do better. I know my story can be told and there's someone who'll read it who can identify with it. Um, at least that's how I first got into the writing writing industry, the writing community myself. And then the second is being inspired. By representation. Finding a book that really seems to like speak to you and it just kind of like inspires you to, to give it your own shot, to try, to, to look into it, to meet new people. Because once you get into the writing community, I know there's some people that have really bad experiences, but in my personal opinion, it has been the most marvelous decision I have ever made, ever. It led me to the opposite of tomorrow, which by the way, little parentheses, 
But I feel like Bob's Tomorrow is a great example of representation because as a somewhat nerd, I keep a lot of fun statistics and facts, not only about submissions, um, but about everything. <laughs> just as laughing because she knows it's true. I have like a whole spreadsheet for this. Um, yeah. But it just, it's so thrilling to know that as of now, the board members, staff members, the volunteers are almost entirely female in the sense that that is the gender they were born into. Um, but we also have so many minorities represented. Um, members from different countries, from different backgrounds, um, with disabilities, without, with health problems, without, uh, going through a journey with mental health, um, part of the LGBTQ plus community. It's just so much, and it's so fulfilling to know. Um, and it's just so fulfilling to be able to see these facts and to be able to work along these people. And I think it's a really clear example of what the writing community is at its core. It is a niche group of people from all different sorts of backgrounds, united in the sole purpose that they, they love writing. This is what we love. This is what we live for. This is what fills us and moves us along. Yeah, honestly, I just you brought up a really good point that I have to interject. Um, the authors of Tomorrow... Working on the board, it's been so, honestly, just kind of, like, eye-opening and, like, an experience in and of itself because, like you said, we have people from literally everywhere and, like, it's, like, international-wide. I get to learn so much. There's 18 different countries from, just from submissions, and I think there's, like, 20-something from the whole society it's cool right like we just it's just learning so much about like different cultures and life in other countries around the world and there's languages and experiences life experiences too i mean it, it it's uh, <laughs> our founder is a teenager and then there's another board member who's married and it's just it's just this widespread of it you know like you have these like there's teenagers there's adults and like we're all working together in a common goal and honestly just it is a really really good kind of example that the writing community itself does have a lot of representation and diversity oh yeah and within the submission department, um, there's so much of it that we're seeing. Um, I feel, as opposed to the past, there's just been an influx of representation. And honestly, it also comes down to the people, at least in my opinion, who grew up reading, um, who are now reading these books targeted to them, to the niche market of having representation, are now turning into people writing them. And there's something that's kind of all being beautiful and fascinating about us kind of like completing this little cycle. Um, but within itself, it's not to be forgotten. I like everything in life. It does have its negative impacts. And again, it's, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's there and it's present and it's growing, but it's still so, so, so far from being on equal working terms. And... I feel that at times it also depends a lot in the community you choose to join. Um, for example, when it's online, it is a lot more open. There's, it's easier to find people who are part of a community from other minorities. Um, 
uh, when you're talking local or even national in certain regions, um, there's sometimes a misrepresentation and underrepresentation. Um, again, the same thing that happens in books and literature, like we talked about last week on the last episode we recorded together. Um, sometimes representation is used as a targeting tool, as a marketing tool, as something for the plot. And sometimes the same thing can happen when it comes to writing communities and authors. Um, the sad truth is there have been several instances um, where people will either take on the role of being from a minority as kind of this banner to carry and a little checkbox to, to use as kind of getting your foot in and using that to justify their voice in an Aubrey because there's so many writing opportunities but are specifically seeking to give voices to people from minor for minority. That is also a wonderful benefit of this. But at the same time, there's always going to be misuse. And it's kind of important to, to address this um, within the writing community itself because in the future, this doesn't really work to detangle those interpretation in books. In fact, it just kind of like leads to more of it, if that makes sense in an odd little way. Yeah, no, honestly, complete agreement. Um, I feel like it does translate a lot to um, books. Um, there are obviously, I feel like we're a little bit more... Okay, what's the word? We're a little bit more progressed in the sense that there's more diversity and representation in the writing community, but then you get into the whole industry of it, and then it gets a little bit murky. <laughs> um, but I guess that will kind of go into, oh, maybe, yes, hi, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I think it's a thing that's for the next part, but again, it's a sad thing that, like, to remember with a lot of things is that like everything, the literary industry is an industry, and it's money-based, and uh, my next part is for the next section, for like... Perfect. Okay, we'll, we'll kind of go into, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on the negative impacts of misrepresentation and under-representation within the writing community. People don't see themselves seen, they don't have the confidence to write the stories because they... They might not have the confidence to write the stories because they don't see anyone like themselves, either, again, like we talked about last week, in the stories or um, being published. And then you take away voices that should be heard. I had, Emma, as you were talking, I had this really sad thought. Of there are so many people out there in the world who have these incredible stories. And we're just never going to hear them. Like, there are billions of people in this world, and all of them have their own super unique story. All of them have different thoughts and ideas. And ignoring the fact that it's not humanly possible to consume that amount of information and media, just the fact that people in their lives have statistically told them, no, that you can't do this, or that industries being flawed and you're never going to be able to don't say never because you know you, you don't know what's going to happen 
Alright, I have to. Go on. You had my brain when it said never say never to the Neverland Pirates. Oh, that wasn't where I was going. I know. I said, your brain went one way, my brain. You was going to corrupt just in Bieber mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to corrupt just in Anyways. Anyway, um, go for it. Just go for it. Because it's an industry, we're never going to see, we're never going to be able to consume everyone's stories, no matter how brilliant or um, thought-provoking they might be, because the fact that uh, this is a man-made organization and therefore, automat- therefore has the potential to be corrupt and go no, I don't like what you're selling because you're this type of person, or no, we don't think this is going to sell because you're this type of person. And as I said earlier, it then turns into either... There are three possible routes. There's completely redoctoring your story so that way it becomes socially acceptable. There is self-publishing, which then becomes an entire other gambit of not having as much publicity because you have to do it all on your own, or there's giving up entirely and no one ever going to see your incredible, unique stories. Hi, this is a short little promo to everyone. Guys, continue writing, no matter how many times the world tells you no, because you are all incredible. I mean, I personally can say I'm really excited to see everything that you guys put out into the world. Because y'all are really special, and I hope you have people in your lives daily who tell you that. Aww, Avery! <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, but it's true. It's honestly, it's true. It's, it, it is a sad thought to think that there are people out there who they don't see themselves represented in the writing community or as authors or something, and they therefore don't feel that they can then do it. it it's... It's not a fun thought. So, if you're out there and you're thinking that, um, stop it. I'm waving my finger at you. No, no, no. Write. Write it. Enjoy it. Love it. And one day the world can see it. Exactly. And at the end of the day, this is, this is why we write. Everyone has a story to tell. And just is probably going to roll her eyes because the very first task I had her, I had her do was to write the heart of her story, mm, mm-hmm. which is pretty much, at its core, why why does a story need to be written? Because there's always something deeper, there's always something more personal to it, and yes, it's terrifying. Um, it's terrifying to know you're trying to write something so personal with the potential for our future of sharing it with people, but this is, this is why we do what we do, and this is why books can touch other people because at the end of the day it is personal and again no matter what happens no matter what you're feeling always remember somewhere out there there is somebody that fully understands and comprehends what you're going through all right the biggest lie anyone and even yourself can ever tell you is you're alone because because you're not you're not i promise you you will find people as crazy as oddballs as amazing as you I mean, look at us here. I, I have Jess, and, well, she's a handful, but I wouldn't change her for the world. Okay, what? 
audio-only format except for those watching on YouTube, and you'll all just miss the perfect look of indignation on Jess's face. Excuse you! I have never been more complimented and insulted in my entire life! You are- you are very welcome, my dear. You are welcome. And I have to deal with that. People should pity me. God. Anyways. Moving on from the hurt feelings. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. I, I mean, not just the fact that I'm a handful, but the other stuff was true, too. Yeah, you both made some, honestly, very, very valid points, and I agree with them, except for the handful part. But that's fine. <laughs> the rest were all valid. Um, so I guess we can kind of divulge into our next section. Oh, 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 Avery, because Avery is very excited. How does the representation of minority groups of writers affect writers who want to publish? I kind of got into this, and I just realized my thing is just for what can be done. Um, what so. can be done? What can be done to change this by the literary industry and writing community? Okay, I'm going to come off as really positively aggressive, so... <laughs> system people guys we are the future buy books by underrepresented authors that shows the industry that you want things to change um this might sound aggressive write letters to different publishing industries who knows they might read them going hi as like i'm interested in this um if you have the resources possibly start your own small publishing company i don't know guys you all are brilliant my brain is tired um, but the only way forward is by reform. Reform, reform, reform. Uh, the system is old and corrupt, and I think we can do better. It was... I, I like you said positively aggressive. <laughs> kind of like a really excited golden retriever. <laughs> I, think, I think that sounds like Avery in yeah. three words. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair, folks. I mean, it's very true. And I agree. <laughs> it really is. Alright, um, so we're winning, what I would say is get your name out there. That's, that's the base of everything. Um, will it be easy? No. Mm-mm, not at all. Not in the least bit. Um, but everyone has to start somewhere. And there are some really, really, really good opportunities out there. Of course, yes, um, Publishing firms and magazines and agents, they're looking for the next big thing. They're looking for a story that needs to be told, and they know that someone's out there to hear it. Um, and it will be competitive. That's that's the writing industry. That always has and it always will be. Hopefully not for forever, but we'll see. Um, and slowly but surely, things are opening up. I think, again, we talked about this in a couple episodes back. Like... The, the series everyone remembers, uh, Divergent, Behind Greens. Were some of controversial? Oh yeah. We debated them for a whole podcast episode. Um, but they really broke in to publishing and what everyone thought it was because suddenly you have these authors that came out of nowhere and they people went wild for the books they created, right? And so... It comes down, follow your gut, follow what you love to do, which I hope is writing, that's why we're here, 
and get your name out there. Um, I mean, not a advertise or promote or anything, but the Authors of Tomorrow does have submissions open. And what this is, it's a way to get your name out there, to get your work published, because we may be small, we may be up and coming, but at the end of the day, your work is going to be published with us. Um, same with contests, and well, there are a couple of things in plans for the future, which I, I will not spoil, um, even though I'm severely tempted to do so right now. Um, but there's, there's thousands out there, uh, literary magazines, um, contests, journal entries, um, not to mention workshops, endless workshops and interviews and talks just to help you through this because, trust me, once again, a lot of people know what we're going through, how we're feeling, and what needs to change. And so there's no better way to start than, well, picking up a pen and pencil and getting to work. For those of you at school, I also, if your school has it, I recommend uh, joining your school's creative writing club because a they're a great way to keep in the loop of um when different contests might be um i was in one at my old school and that was something that we try to do every meeting was find upcoming competitions in case people wanted to submit but they're also a great way not only to learn like different things that are helpful for writing or different specific niches but it also provides you an entire community of people who will be willing to read your work. Um, and also to possibly complain about, you know, the system with. Um, and I will pipe down because otherwise I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hug my family and be good. Honestly, yeah, like you, you both kind of touched on this, but putting yourself out there is so 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 big and really <laughs> the worst thing that people can say is no like if you're gonna like submit to a literary magazine literally the worst thing that can happen is they say thank you but no thank you and if you accept that which honestly you're probably going to be told it's a sad fact of life you're going to be told no a lot in your life so getting accustomed to that, in some cases, not all, in a lot of cases, please do stand up for yourself and say, I don't accept your no. Um, but in most cases, you just kind of have to accept that. And once you do, just honestly, I did this a couple weeks ago. I just sat down and I started applying and submitting short stories to literary magazines because I went, the worst thing they could say is no thank you. And honestly, I'm ready for that. And it's not that bad. I mean, keep in mind, everyone, 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 okay, I'm saying this so many times, please, Jane, everyone gets no's. There's authors that are not published who got over 30 rejection letters, easily. I mean, and they talk about this because this is part of life. It's, it's almost like a rite of passage, sadly. Um, but also, parentheses, the authors of tomorrow never says no to submissions. We accept everything. As long as, of course, it goes along with the guidelines. But, hey, I'm not the guidelines, obviously. I'm the head of the submission department. I mean, I, I had to just, like, throw this out there. Needless uh, self-promo. Thanks, Emma. Promo for the organization. Not for me, my love. Not for me. Um, but honestly, yes. Just, just get out there. 
dare to do it because once you take that first step, it will momentarily get easier. It will probably get harder down the line. But, but you will not be alone. And honestly, I know I, I must have said this already like five times between this episode and last week's episode, but that's the beauty of it. It's not a writing individual journey. It's not a path you walk alone. It is a community for a reason. Because we're a community. We support each other. We love each other. We give each other's tips. And think, tell us each other what not to do. What contests aren't worth it. Or if there's something bad out of the writing community. But more than everything, we support and send love and send positive vibes to each other. Because we're all people. We're all writers. We might as well. Well said. Fantastic. Ava, I'm going to give you a chance to get any last thoughts in before we wrap this up. No, my brain head empty. <laughs> head empty, no thoughts. I get it, I get it. <laughs> Thank you, both of you, for coming on for another episode. We did two kind of back-to-back for weeks. Thank you again for helping me, you know, like like Avery said, head empty, no thoughts. Um, <laughs> we worked together to get these episodes out. Um, thank you so much for listening or watching if you're on YouTube. Uh, follow the socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and, you know, you can go listen to it anywhere else if you want. Spotify, Apple, Google, and you can, like, watch our fun little graphics on YouTube. So again, thank you so much, both of you, and thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week with another episode, and we are almost to the end of season three. Writing poetry with ink all over my hands, conversations with a friend that I wish could never end. Literatures a door that opens to an endless sky, so we open our eyes and write the dead writer's talk.